Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Week 9 is behind us. And for a change, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, we had some really interesting interesting players popping off this week. But before we get started, as ever, how are you today, Jack? Yeah, really good. Good week for me, fantasy-wise. Uh, won a lot of my matchups, even some I wasn't expecting to. Uh, and I think, like you said, that was due to some uh, sort of, yeah, not, not usual suspects popping off. So yeah, really good week. Yeah, I'm quite relieved because, as I said in last week's episode, I think I lost every game across all leagues. <laughs> I think this week I only lost one or two games. I lost, That's I won, not like it. Won most of them, so I was very happy. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll dive into the top ten of the week because it's been a it's been a good one. And one of my leagues where I did win, I had this player. It is of course Joe Mixon who popped off. Uh, yeah. For five touchdowns um, and an impressive 153 yards rushing. Uh, yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, 153 yards, seven a carry, um, which has been my only knock on Mixon all season is he just doesn't look that explosive. But that changed this game. Another four um, receptions as well for another 58 yards, five total touchdowns. And I will say, I think it was coming. Um, obviously, prior to that, he only had two rushing touchdowns all season. So I think he was due one. Um, granted, it was against the Panthers, who aren't brilliant. But I'm hoping this is a, a sign of things to come. Because uh, when Mixon does well, the Bengals do well. So hopefully they keep feeding him. Yeah, it was nice to see. <clears throat> I think, obviously, Burrow's been explosive in the air quite a lot this year. So to kind of return to the ground game and it, it be successful is obviously a great yeah, thing to very see. very nice. Um, and they are obviously without Chase still probably yeah. for another few weeks. So, um, so you know, having having that ability to just run the ball is is grand. And it's nice to see that they've rediscovered that that is part of the game because they seem to have forgotten yeah. recently. Speaking of running the ball, we've got uh, we've got Justin Fields at number two, breaking Michael Vick's record uh for for total yards rushing in a single game i think he got 178 yeah i think vic's record was 173 if i'm not wrong so not by much but still uh, a big a big record to break especially given the likes of jalen hurts and lamar jackson in the league these days yeah i must admit watching i, I was paying quite close attention to this game um and yeah just it seemed like every play was either escaping pressure 10-yard gain, then he had like a 50-odd yard touchdown run or whatever it was. But 178 yards, only 15 carries, so he was at 12 yards a carry, which is just insane. Uh, three passing touchdowns as well, although he didn't have many yards through the air. It got to the point where, I don't know if you saw it, but the, the Dolphins coach, uh, actually, when he when he made a run to the sideline, just said to him, please stop it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know you're doing something right if that happens mid-game. Uh, but I will say, Fields has been fantastic the last few weeks. I honestly didn't think much of him going into the season. And then he started badly, but he's really come a long way these last few weeks. So, yeah, good on him. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's you know, his last under 15-point game was week four. So yeah. he's, uh, yeah. And he's the QB7 or something, is he crazy he like is that? Yeah, 7 overall. Yeah, mental. Yeah, so he's been, he's been definitely improving. And I think while ever the offence isn't fantastic, he's always going to be having to rely yeah. on his legs anyway. So, yeah, quite a good guy to have there. He's, he's had a bit of a transformation. So it's definitely somebody to keep an eye on, though, because we do know what he can be like. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't get too excited too quickly, but this is definitely trending in the right direction. Um, next up, after receiving, I think, a single catch for maybe 
three yards or two yards is Devontae Adams, who who absolutely smashed that within his foot in the first quarter. He'd already smashed his uh, his week eight performance. So thirty eight points for him. 10 receptions, 17 targets. Good Crikey, Lord. if he'd caught seven more, Jesus. Uh, 146 yards and two touchdowns. So, very nice performance for Adams. A little bit more like what we used to. It's nice to see him popping off again. Yeah, great, great performance from Adams. Um, that, that was the sort of top three receiver that we used to see. In. Um, it, it was a pretty hilarious game to watch as a Broncos fan because they just completely bottled it again. Um, Adams was the go-to guy in the first half. They had a 17-point lead or something like that due to Adams. Um, and then in the second half, Adams only gets three targets, one reception. So it's just, I'm not sure what the Raiders' plan was, but Adams is the only good piece on that offense at the minute, especially over the last two weeks. Even Josh Jacobs has taken a little bit of a step back. Yeah, he has, because he was he was the, probably the biggest surprise the for me this year in, yeah. uh, in how good he was doing, but... Yeah, it's been a bit, a bit rocky. Not, not good, uh, especially against somewhat weak teams as well. Um, yeah, you know, you should be, you should be putting up points against the Jaguars and then at least maintaining it when they make a comeback. Not putting up points and then completely capitulating for the second half. So not great, but you know, while ever you've got long spots like Adams, it's a bit like Cup, I guess. You've, yeah, you've got offenses that don't play particularly well, but you've got those kind of go-to guys that, that can pull a really good performance out of a really quite terrible week. Um, number four, then we've got Patrick Mahomes. 35 points. Uh, he had six rushing attempts for 63 yards, so he, he moved a long way. 10 yards per attempt there. Um, and a touchdown. He also threw... Four, he threw 68, 68 times. 43 of those were caught. 446 passing yards. And somehow, just the one touchdown in the air. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a crazy game. Because, like, I, I honestly thought that the Titans starting Malik Willis had no chance. Just for context, Patrick Mahomes threw it 68 times. Malik Willis only threw it 16. <laughs> that is the largest disparity, I think, in NFL history I saw the other day. Um, but Derek Henry obviously kept him in the game. But Mahomes was great. Um, passing the ball, running the ball, the actual touchdown run, a few of the runs just avoiding pressure and being because he's not fast, he's just really smart with the Ray runs. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously great to see. Big win for the Chiefs. Um, I think with the with the Bills start dropping off, which I'm sure we'll discuss. I think the Chiefs are by far the favourites in there in the AFC now. So yeah, great performance from Mahomes. He's he's probably the MVP front runner now. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that assessment. And uh, yeah, good performance from him all round. Really, just a shame about the lack of yeah, touchdowns it in the been air. Even better, couldn't it? it good could. Lord. The fact that you know they went to overtime is um, it's mental. It's, it's not often crazy. Yeah, it's not often Kelsey has ten catches and no touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I'd have had an even better week. Um, <laughs> next up, then our, our only rookie, uh, and the only rookie, in fact, for a very very long way. Yeah. Until we get to the tight end Otten. Tampa Bay's Otten is the next rookie. And he's about 20 places down. Uh, it's Ken Walker. It's Kenneth Walker. So he's got 29 points there. He has been a bit of a revelation of late. Uh, 109 yards on 26 attempts and two touchdowns. And then he even got involved in the passing game a little bit with three receptions from four targets and 20 yards there. So very nice, solid performance. He's uh, He's been playing very well recently. 
Very well indeed. Uh, he's up at number 13 RB in standard scoring and 17 in PPR. So that's after a very lacklustre first four weeks, but since then he's not he's not posted a, anything less than a double-digit score. Yeah, he's, he's, I must admit I've been very impressed with Walker. Um, obviously, since Penny's injury he's taken over, he's already 570 yards, um, seven touchdowns, so he's fine in the end zone. He can catch the ball, um, but I think he's partly... Um, the reason for, for obviously Geno Smith as well, but the Seahawks sort of resurgence is this is the first time they've had a, an elite running back um, in some time. Um, and they, everyone loves him. Pete Carroll says they haven't even fully unleashed him yet, so God knows what it'll be like when that happens. Um, but yeah, great player. Um, and I must admit, long term, I think they've got a real good one there. Yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's been very impressive. Very impressive indeed, and uh, a fantastic pickup in <clears throat> in dynasty formats, especially because you know I I definitely had him as the RB two. I think if uh, poor old Brees was still <sighs> still running around, he'd don't uh, do it to yourself, he'd be doing mate. So well right now, <laughs> oh, it's devastating, it's devastating. But it's, it's nice to see a rookie in the top it ten because uh, they've they've struggled a bit this Not year so much compared this year, to last yeah. year. Uh, next up, then we've got Tyreek Hill, of course. Uh, posting a 28 point fancy point performance there that's 143 yards uh, receiving that's seven catches on eight targets and a touchdown there so almost similar amount of yardage to uh, to Devonte Adams but obviously lack of catches and uh, a, a one touchdown less harms his score a little bit in comparison yeah I mean Hill's been phenomenal um I, I, I believe he is on pace to break multiple receiving records this year. Um, the only downside, I think, obviously, is as everyone probably knows, is the touchdowns. He's only found the end zone three times, which ranks 21st in the league. So, I mean, if he was finding the end zone as well, he'd be far and away the right wide receiver one. I think he'd probably be even challenging Cup, um, should I say. So, yeah, Hill's been fantastic. Dolphins have been fantastic. Um, and obviously, it was a bit of a barn burner, this one. So, that's good for the likes of Hill and, and Waddle. Yeah, definitely. He's... Uh... Wow, just looking at his, his recent results. That's it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> 28 points, 32, 14, 30, 13, 26. His worst was uh, against Buffalo where he got five points. But, and that, yeah, without, with, that, with only three touchdowns, he is in PPR scoring the wide receiver one. It's incredible. Mental. Incredible. Absolutely mental, that. But that's what you want. You want a wide receiver who's getting the volume-based points because touchdowns are so... Yeah, you don't want to rely on that. Yeah, they're a bit of a flip of the coin, aren't they, as to whether you get one or not. Uh, next up, then, we've got Cooper Cup, who is the uh, the number two wide receiver on the year. He's got 28 points as well. Uh, he attempted to rush three times but only got a yard. Um, but he received eight times on nine catches, 127 yards and a touchdown. And it was that very long distance uh, touchdown that, that saved the day for his fancy performance. Otherwise, I think it would have been somewhat disappointing. Yeah, the long touchdown, I think it was 50 or 50 or 60 yards. Um, also, Matthew Stafford's only highlight of the day, <laughs> yeah. notably. Um, Cup caught eight balls. Stafford only completed 13. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Cup, like we said about Adams, really at the minute, unfortunately, is the only bright spot in that offense. That's probably the reason they gave him three rush attempts. I was as well. I would assume because he is—he just seems to be the only player at the minute that's doing anything for them, uh, which is good if you've got him because obviously he's very, very talented. Um, but the Rams' struggle on offense does worry me a little because I think at some point you can't expect him to do this every week, especially if Stafford's playing badly. 
Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's a bit worrying. It is a bit worrying. But he he is consistent. He hasn't he, he hasn't yet scored below sixteen points this season, and God, that's that's, that's, crazy. that's with Stafford playing as he does. So he is quarterback proof <laughs> in yeah. a sense. You know, yeah, he, not wrong. He he is doing very very well, and I think as long as that continues, this was the Tampa Bay Bucks as well. You got to remember. Yeah, who, good defense. Are a good defense. They have had the injuries recently, which has probably helped a little bit. But uh, as you say, if you look at the Rams' performance on the whole, it was woeful. It is just, <laughs> it is just Cup who has kind of shot a bit of a light of hope there. Next up is someone who I almost deem a rookie because he's not really played until this year. Is Travis Etienne, and he is once again in the top ten. I believe he was last week. So. Nice to see him again, um, coming up here and, and putting some good points up. 28 points there. A whopping, I can't believe, 28, 28 rushing calories. attempts. That's, that, is, that is crazy. Uh, 109 yards, so matching Kenneth Walker there with the two touchdowns as well. Um, he's also got two receptions on two targets for 17 yards. So he and Kenneth Walker basically had the same game. Minus a couple of attempts and maybe three, three receiving yards. So, really, really good game from Etienne. He's he's becoming a bit of a revelation for the Jags, especially now they've shed uh, Robinson. Yeah, I think that was the that was the biggest thing. Uh, committing to Etienne, ship Robinson off. Um, I think that was everyone's biggest worry was 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 can he take obviously the sort of the full workload. Clearly, we know now he can. Obviously, 28 carries is, is a very high volume of carries. Uh, and he can catch as well. Found the end zone twice uh, as well. And I think long term, I think if, if the Jags have success, they need to lean more into Etienne, uh, which we didn't see. And that's probably the reason they lost to the Broncos. I think if they'd have given him the ball a few times in that red zone like they did this week, I think they'd have won that as well. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what he does the rest of the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, next up then, Justin Jefferson with 27 points there on a very, on a far more more of a nail-biting performance against the Washington <laughs> Commanders like. than I would dare <laughs> to have imagined. Um, oh. I'm glad they got away with the win, but 7-1, man. Minnesota seven Vikings are 7-1. Um, 27 points there. Uh, one rushing attempt, uh, 10 yards for that. He also caught the ball seven times and put up 115 yards on just seven catches. And, uh, and the touchdown. So, yeah, he, he played pretty damn well too. Um, not quite Tyreek levels, but not far off. No, I mean, he's for me, he's, he's, he's certainly top three wide receiver in the game. He's capable of going off any given week. Um, yeah, the Vikings are playing extremely well uh, this season. So well, Kirk Cousins was topless on the plane ride home, which I, I, I'm sure I'm saw, sure see. I saw. <laughs> Um, I saw that and I just I didn't even know what to say to be honest. But you know what? They're seven and one. I'd be shirtless as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Great performance. Obviously, Jefferson is is their guy. Um, he, he's by far and away the best offensive player they've got. Um, and if they are going to do anything long term and playoffs, Jefferson is is the man. Hopefully, for the next few years. So yeah, fantastic again. Worth mentioning T.J. Hawkinson as well. I think this week oh, he might yeah. not be quite oh. in the list, but. You know, first week with the Vikings, and already he's doing better than he, he has done for a long time. So, good th- if that's just the start, I can't wait to see where it ends up. Uh, but we'll talk about him shortly because we need to round out the top ten. And the final player is not a player. It is it is many players. It's a defence. It's the New England Patriots. <laughs> Patriots uh, 26 <laughs> points they got this week. Absolutely oh insane. So, I'm just going to see what 
what the reasons were. Nine sacks. Nine. Nine, nine sacks. Two players got three sacks. Good yeah, lord. One interception, and that interception was a pick six. Of course uh, it was. So they, so they scored on that. They allowed 121 yards. Indianapolis, <laughs> what is going on? It's a train wreck is what it is. I hope our friend Lewis is listening. Um, obviously, they've recently um, said they will. their new head coach will be Jeff Saturday, um, Colts legend, uh, centre to Peyton Manning. Um, has no coaching experience, which which, <laughs> which I think is worth mentioning. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, um, I was saying before this week nine started, I said that was the cert of the week. As much as I don't rate Mac Jones, there's no way Sam Ellinger's beating a Belichick-led defense. So yeah, to be honest, I, I kind of expected this. Yeah, he's... Hellinger's just not, not the answer. I think they'd be better off putting Ryan back in, to be honest. I completely, know he wasn't yeah, playing completely particularly agree. well, but... The kid just, he's just not very good. Um, and and it showed, you know, I know that I know the Patriots' defence is phenomenal. Yeah, Arguably the best, if not one of the best in the league on any given day. They're let down by their offence week in, week out, the Patriots, correct. really. But, yeah, the Colts are just a train wreck. Jonathan Taylor is nowhere to be seen. So they're the main running back, but he's even when he is, he's not been he's not been fed. Yeah, been way it, underperforming. You know, he he wasn't a first round pick this year. It's frustrating for the people who took him, but you know, he's he's the. Oh my god! Do you even know what what ranking he has in PPR scoring, Jonathan Taylor? Oh, he obviously he's had he's had three weeks three out. Three weeks off. God, I mean, what thirteenth? Double it, double it again, and take oh off three. Oh my 30, god! Thirty-sixth. He's the thirty-sixth. So yeah, best. he's literally done nothing. So he's had three performances of above ten points. One of those was twelve, and the other was fifteen. Oof. Week one against Houston, he got twenty-eight point five, which you know you want to perform against Houston. Yeah, everybody but, does. <laughs> but since then, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars seven point three, Kansas City twelve, Tennessee two point three. Tennessee again, 15, and then Washington, 4.6. And it's, you know, the, it's, yeah. the receiving is just not there. Yeah. No, it's that, that yeah, I mean, that and a few others is, is I mean, he's certainly got to be disappointment of the season. Um, But I, I'm with you, I think, I think they'd be far more successful. I mean, with Ryan, they were 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Obviously, since then, they're 0-2, Sam. And, and Ryan, like, he wasn't playing dreadfully. He, was, he still kept them in games, at least, where I think at the minute the offence is just stagnant. Like, they're, they're not doing anything. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like, they're, they're the new Jets, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. But that's the way it feels. It, it You know, you've got the Jets playing really well, beating Buffalo this week, which is... What a win. Good yeah, Lord. and it was deserved. It wasn't fluky, yeah, it really. Was, it they was. played well. The defence was outstanding. Yeah, Josh Allen just didn't. And to be fair to him, in his post-match interview, he said he didn't play well. And the team's not going to perform if he didn't play well. But I can't remember how how many interceptions he got now. But Two picks, and they, two. they were both dreadful, was the concern. Like, yeah. They were both just throws nobody should make. And one in the red zone as well, which mm-hmm. you know, you just, you've got to be careful there. And he has been. I think there was a st- statistic where he'd never... Or had not thrown an interception in the red zone for something like thirty or forty games or something, and then suddenly he just throws one against the bloody Colts. Yeah, uh, no, not the Colts, the Jets. Sorry. Jets. So it's it's just yeah. If you throw one against the Colts, then Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but the but the Jets are to be respected now. They're they're a, they're a solid team. 
yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, team-wise, that's probably the surprise of the season, I think. I mean, they, they rushed the ball well. They had over 150 yards running as a team, but it, it, it is that defence that's keeping them together. Um, you know, pass defence is great. Rush defence is great. Sauce Garden is one of the best lockdown corners in the league already. Um, so, yeah, they are. They've come out of nowhere to possibly win that division, which is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is insane. Okay, well, that's the top ten rounded out. Anyway, are there any noticeable performances you wanted to, to raise? I think, I think Hawkinson, we, obviously, we should probably yeah. discuss. Yeah, uh, Haw- Hawkinson was... That that was one of my... Obviously, I'm a dynasty owner of Hawkinson, so that's why I'm so bothered about it. But nine targets, nine catches, 70 yards. He, like you said to me, he just he was that safety blanket for Cousins. You know, when that, when that deep ball or that that ball over the middle to Jefferson or anything where it wasn't there. Hawkinson underneath, he's pretty good after the catch. Um, and, you know, Minnesota haven't had a quality tight end like Hawkinson for some years. I, I really do think he's found a home in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, he is, he's the number five tight end in PPR scoring. That was yeah. bolstered massively by his 40.9 point performance <laughs> against the Seahawks, uh, which obviously is absolutely fantastic. But aside from that, there are no other games this year that he's played that he outperformed his, his Vikings debut. Yep. Which That says it all. Yeah, and I mean, looking at last year, I think there were only two games that he outperformed his Vikings. No, three games, sorry. So... Yeah, if that's a debut game, you know, you don't know the playbook as well as everybody else you knew in town. You know, you come from a division rival, which has got to have its own sort of anxieties as well. Then uh, then, then you play like that. It's, uh, yeah, good sign of things to come. If, if Acting as a safety blanket in PPR scoring is exactly what you want yeah. players to do, really. Low, low yardage doesn't matter as long as you get in the volume and catches. Yeah, 100%, especially the tight end position, where, where the drop-off from you know Kelsey to everybody else is so great. If, if, if he can put that up every week, you're very happy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, um, I think can we we can't not discuss how dreadful Aaron Rodgers was, I'm assuming. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it was just so concerning. I mean, so he's still concerning. got 14 points. Yeah, which is impressive, because I honestly, I, at one point I thought they'd pull him, because it was just that the, the three interceptions were, and I know one of, one of them, maybe two, you could argue, weren't his fault. They had, they had one bobble up off the helmet, but it was, it, it wasn't Rodgers. Rodgers wins that game. Rodgers wins that game. They only put up, the Lions only put up 15 points, for goodness sake. It's just, and I understand, I mean, the biggest concern, I think, for Rodgers and the Packers going forward now if we want to discuss injuries briefly, is Romeo Dobbs, injured, ankle. Aaron Jones, injured, ankle. Could come back this week, but not confirmed. Christian Watson, concussion again. Yeah. It's it's really not good for Rodgers. I do feel for him, but I like to think of him as good enough to win those types of games, even no matter, you know, no matter who the supporting cast. Yeah, he's just, he's just not had it. I guess Lazard. Lazard has been his... <laughs> his go-to guy and he's he's done pretty well out of it he's been fairly consistent but man yeah it's uh it's not very good over in green bay but no. as as a minnesota vikings fan i'm quite happy yes, about that you, to be fair. Buzzing, you? so yeah very very strange from uh aaron Rodgers, but it is what it is i suppose you just gotta you gotta roll with these punches I think um, in terms of like performances, you know, performances that are good. Uh, nice to see Cordaro Patterson back. Yeah, um, for yeah. four or five yeah. weeks out. 
comes back with two touchdowns, led the team in carries. Um, so I, th- I think he's back. Um, you know, long term, I think it'll be pretty good to the end of the season. Um, probably not fancy relevant, but uh, Baker Mayfield made an appearance. Not sure if anyone expected that, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't disgrace himself. Led them to to two touchdown drives. So um, PJ Walker's already been named the starter. So I'm not sure what the point in that was uh, for next week. But uh, yeah. Nice, nice to, nice to, nice to, to see him back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> poor guy. I think one of the one of the top highlights from the week for me that when I was watching Red Zone was um, what I was really hoping was going to be an Austin Eckler touchdown. Where I think it was the middle linebacker oh, God, came yeah. out and, <laughs> and drags him down. Eckler goes on top of him, but somehow regains himself yeah. in such a way that he can get back up and just take it into the end zone. But on, on one of the, I think there were like four replay cameras on three of them. It looked like he genuinely never touched the ground on one of them. You just yeah. see his elbow just clip, just clip the turf, it. which is was gutting. Because, uh, yeah, that would have been another, what, 11 points for him probably? Six for a touchdown. I think it was about 40 yards. So, yeah, maybe 10 points. But, yeah, it was a I good performance that. from him nonetheless. But, yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't believe it when I watched it. I thought he'd gotten away with it. Yeah, I enjoyed that massively. Uh, Eckler's been outstanding for weeks, and I must admit, if that had come off, that'd have been probably touchdown of the year, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, and then another person who's who's been consistently shocking is Geno Smith, who's <laughs> uh, posted another twenty-plus point performance on this season. He is the just... number eight overall quarterback. Uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy. It is it's crazy, obviously. Not too happy about it as a as a Russell Wilson and Denver fan, um, but yeah, you've got you got to give it up to the guy to to sit for the length of time he sat with multiple teams as a, as a backup, and then to come in straight away. That the Seahawks are six and three, like what <laughs> on earth? Six and three, they put the Cardinals away relatively easy, um, and Geno's been fantastic, accurate. I believe still leads the league in um, in completion percentage third in the league in passer rating like top five in the mvp race is just like that is no one expected this it's it's crazy yeah it really is absolutely insane but it's at the same time the you know those of us who love to watch an underdog you can't help but admire gino having no he's been he's been he's been a career backup basically and now he's had a chance and he's he's really going with he's you know he's playing well and he's making the right decisions as well. He's playing clever. He's playing in a clever way. He's not, you know, making too many mistakes. Really, he's. Uh, you can tell he's not kind of got the, you know, kind of the the panache, let's say, of of the likes of obviously Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. But he's, yeah, he just he just, he just gets done. the job done exactly. It. It's just he goes to work. He turns up. He puts in a good shift and he leaves. And you know what more can you want from a <laughs> from a QB when you've you know traded away your star QB to to a rival? So yeah, very very good to see him doing that. Really, it's quite quite nice when the underdog wins out. Very well. So any any other players to uh, um, to point I think, out? I mean, it's worth it's worth mentioning. I think just just checking updates now. Um. Yeah, obviously, Josh Allen's injury is fairly fairly big. Um. Um. The latest update: ten hours ago, we had no news. Uh, Sean McDermott said two hours ago, uh, Josh Allen with an elbow injury at the minute. We're not. They're not one hundred percent sure if he'll play. Which obviously, if he doesn't, that's gonna 
that's going to be a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> people oh, wow. scrambling to the waiver wires. Yeah, that would be quite a loss. Um, but, you know, he, he seems like a tough guy. Um, I would imagine if you if you see him over the next couple of days in practice, I think he'll be all right. If, if he doesn't practice, say, tomorrow maybe, then start to, start to worry a little bit more and maybe just make sure you get someone off the waivers just to be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Um, okay, I guess we'll just quickly run to our league and go through the the victories this week and the and the losses. Um, so starting with Alex and Sam. To be fair, just in general, it was quite a low scoring week. Really, I was going to say yeah, very. Um, aside from me, obviously, who you know always to jump in. But yeah, it was it was very low scoring. Uh, quite surprisingly, sadly for Elliot. So I played Elliot this week. He was the second highest scoring team. <laughs> He'd have uh, beat everybody else. Anyone else would have, would have been beaten, but <laughs> oh, sadly he so played brutal. me with uh, Joe Mixon. So, I uh, yeah, I think Joe. I think the the difference in our points was what Joe Mixon scored basically. So, <laughs> had I not put him in my lineup, it would have been even. Um, but no, very very nice performance there. So, poor old Elliot. Um, yeah, I always feel bad when I beat someone and they come second because they don't deserve the loss. Um, next up, we've yeah. got yourself, yeah. <laughs> yourself and Kieran, and uh, Kieran's been on a massive resurgence, and you've you've cut him down. You've uh, you've gone and beaten him there, so That's you it. you move up to three and six, and Kieran uh, stays down at five and four. Um, I mean, looking at the scores now, I'm really not sure how I won. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I didn't have anybody. Josh Palmer was my highest highest score at 19 points, so nice to see him do well. Obviously, Hawkinson, AJ Brown, 16 apiece. They were pretty consistent. Jeff Wilson as my RB1. Wow. 16 points, though, coming out of nowhere. Uh, Kieran had Pat Mahomes, who popped off, but then, unfortunately, he did have Brandon Cooks, Thursday Night Football, who I believe sat on for a non, non-football-related non uh, thing. So that's you can't really do out about that. Naheem Hines, zero points. And Robbie Anderson zero points. So yeah, I, I was consistent, but yeah, most of my players at least at least hit par. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, a win is a win, and that's uh, it. Even if it's a close <laughs> win, it's still a win. Uh, Lewis, Lewis, Lewis beat Tom. Tom, so that was obviously one to watch because Tom been reigning champion last year, and Lewis been. On a bit of a, he's he's on a bit of a roll in all of these leagues at the minute. Um, I, I hate him. He's he's <laughs> he's been a lucky bugger though, because if you look at oh. his points for, his points for are consistently not the best. Um, but he's oh. just he's just getting those sneaky little close wins, and that's all you need. But he doesn't overtake me, thank God. Um, no, can't a, have that. a loss would have yeah. I've had two losses on the on the bounce after seven seven nothing <laughs> streak. Funny. So, uh, so yeah, Lewis with 140 there. Quite surprising, though, that his best player, obviously, Justin Fields, 44 points. After that, uh, you know, he's got Devontae Adams as well, to be fair, who had a great game. But then that's kind of it. That was his team. Yeah, that's two big performers and then nothing. Uh, Tom, unfortunately, didn't really have any on fire. Tyreek Hill was about it, but... Then you look at Josh Allen underperforming. Uh, the two interceptions not helping him there. So, yeah, big, big win for Lewis. And I must admit, Justin Fields, I played Lewis last week. Justin Fields has been his best player these last two, three weeks. He has, yeah. To say that we were all kind of saying that, um, you know... <laughs> he's done. Oh, Lewis, you know, he's, he's traded for a load of good players in great positions, but while ever his QB position retains Justin Fields and uh, Carson Wentz, 
you know, he's he's not going to do so well. But Justin Fields has decided yeah, to show up for Lewis. So, uh, so there you go. Terrifying. Um, then we've got the uh, Rohan's team against James's team, which is another fairly low-scoring affair. But Rohan's sitting on five and four. He's, um, you know, after, again, we both predicted that he'd struggle this year with the Seahawks situation and with the yeah, uh, with the situation over in uh, Tampa Bay. But, you know, it's, it's going fairly well for him. Tampa Bay didn't show up for him this week so much, but, you know, he's definitely got some good performances in there from uh, from his Seahawks players. Uh, yeah, just I mean, looking across the board, um, I mean, I think that's the biggest reason why he's succeeding. Is I mean, DK Metcalf has been performing. Metcalf is the wide receiver twenty. Tyler Lockett is the wide receiver nine. Oof! But then Crazy. Be, yeah, I just I, I would never have predicted that. Again, he's he's only been under ten points twice, but he's had some mammoth games. So yeah, Rohan. Um, I would imagine he's probably feeling quite lucky because, again, no one could have predicted Geno Smith doing what he did. Um, and then on the flip side, James, unfortunately, sitting at 1-8 and eight is, is probably out of it now. Um, he's, he's been ravaged by injuries. The bye week this week didn't help him. Uh, starting Sam Ellinger is, uh, is never a good sign. <laughs> no, no, very true. That's, uh, yeah, that's desperation Says times. it all. Massive shame, though. But, um, but, yeah, it's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, sadly. That's... I should, God, I don't even want to talk about my the best bowl league grin because I'm literally <laughs> don't think I have a starting RB anymore. Um, so who else have we got there? Yeah, We've got Sam, Sam, Sam and Alex. Uh, so Sam, Sam had a hard one. Roughly, I think he had a couple of bright spots. Obviously, Juju Smith Schuster has been playing well recently, but I mean, you know, there were yards yards to spare in that. Uh, that Kansas City game, so you wouldn't expect him to get anything less than sort of 15, 16 points. So a nice 18-point performance is great to see. Robert Woods, good God, what's happened to the guy? I thought that him going over to the Titans would be kind of a bit of a semi-sort of pre-retirement resurgence for him, but he's not really done very much with the opportunity. Uh, no, I must I must admit, I, didn't, I mean, I'm not saying it, it was like a straight swap for AJ Brown, but I certainly thought he'd come in and until what's the rookie called, Burks took over, that he'd be the wide receiver one, but the, the injury to Tannehill's not helped, but he's just been dreadful, you know, he's, he's not gone over four catches all year, not gone over 100 yards all year, only the one touchdown, it's just, he's just been dreadful, unfortunately, and I think, sorry, unfortunately for Sam, that plus the nightmare situation of running backs he's got, um, is yeah, he's in for a few rough weeks, and Lamar didn't perform either, which is obviously his, his key, key, key piece. Yeah, it's big, big shame there for him. But still, uh, he retains his first round pick. So if Fallos fails, he gets a nice juicy selection at the draft next year. Um, <laughs> next up, then obviously we've got uh, got Alex with Joe Burrow, who has been kept somewhat quiet since he lost Chase. He, he misses Chase. I think the Bengals as a whole miss Chase. Even T Higgins Massively, is. You can see T it. Higgins plays better alongside Chase than really than he does without him in some cases. So yeah, big loss for him. So that's that's not give is he Yeah. There was a stat. It was kind of like a bit of a, a jokey stat saying that, you know, the the reason that Joe Burrow's not doing very well is because Jamar Chase isn't taking you know, catching a two yard pass on a slant route, <laughs> taking, taking it, it to yards. the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, while it is a bit of a joke, is also somewhat true because Chase just has that bit of magic that, you know, he transforms those little sort of regular plays into something spectacular. 
Yeah, I think that's it. I think um, you know, like you said, if if, if Chase is on the outside, that you, they've got their best guy on him, that opens up T Higgins. But Chase is also quick enough to beat you know most cornerbacks in the league. So I think uh, yeah, they're certainly taking a hit. But I think in general, I, I like the Bengals' offense this year. Alex has got several pieces in it. I, I think I think that's been a big part of it. Joe Burrow's the QB three. Mixon, somewhat helped by last week, is the RB two. <laughs> And then obviously Higgins is the wide receiver seventeen with Chase coming back, so I think I think they'll be good for him for the rest of the season. Yeah, and obviously Kenny Walker as well is up there as his RB one now, which obviously. very good piece of business there for yeah. swapping Alvin Kamara and uh, Devontae Adams for what was it a first Walker or a couple a f- of firsts? So, yeah, yeah. In hindsight, that was that was excellent business from Alex's part because well, I don't Alex. think any of us expected Kenneth Walker to be. No put into the position he's been put into just yet, but it's worked out very well for Alex. Um, so yeah, nice little bright bright spot there. Obviously, Cooper Cup is fantastic, but again, aside from that, not really anyone of note. Tua, I suppose. Tua has been playing pretty damn well. Both yeah, by his two wide receivers. He has, to be fair. Still not sold. I, I will I will die on this hill. I still don't think Tua is the answer long term. I, I do not believe that. I think his numbers are good this year, don't get me wrong. I still see moments of madness from him. So we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes playoff time. <laughs> we will indeed. So yeah, final standings then at the minute. Uh, number one, seven and two is me with a whopping 1,674.9 points for, which I think is... It's 200 odd two, more than... 200 yeah, more, 200 more yeah, than Alex. Yeah, which is crazy. God. I'm enjoying that. That's nice to see. Um, then we've got Lewis also seven and two now. Um, then we've got Alex six and three. So the 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 fight for the top spots is starting to heat up a little bit now. I've I've dropped off. My momentum has slowed, but fortunately a win keeps me at the top there. Uh, Tom is on five and four. Uh, Rohan's on five and four, and Kieran's on five and four. So that's kind of the cut off for the playoff Playoffs. spots. So you must now get five wins. In order to have a chance, um, but obviously that's it's, prob- it's probably going to change up to <laughs> six seven, isn't it? Then we've got Elliot on three and six, so a two game drop off there, and yourself three and six, and Sam three and six, and then you've got another two game drop off to, to James at tenth place overall on one and eight, which is a massive shame for him because he's got some really really juicy players there. But yeah, it's it's fancy for you. You never quite know what you're going to get, and it all depends on who you're playing on the week, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I must admit, I, I was kind of hoping to lose this week. <laughs> <laughs> I do have, I do have, uh, I've still got, I've, I've got a first rounder this year, which I'm quite excited about. So two wins behind sixth place, I must admit. Now I'm I'm really not bothered if I lose now. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's probably worth it. It's probably doing an episode soon, seeing if Ryan can jump on and maybe do our little 2023 forecast because there are some good yeah, players. Yeah, some very strong players and in this class. I don't think, from what I've researched, it's going to be that easy to have a clear cut, you know, 101 this year. Yeah. I think you 101 to maybe 103. Is, is going to be interchangeable. I think yeah. you've got two QBs um, that are going to kind of be in there. You've also got, uh, is it Rob Bijan Robinson? The, yeah. The RB who's looking like the best RB in the class. But Insane. E- even then, you've got a great set of wide receivers as well. You've got multiple RBs in addition to that. So, yeah, I think if, you, if you're, you know, if you're looking to get a position where you're going to pick a decent player, a top three pick is probably going to be 
just as good, if not better, than the top overall Agreed. pick in 2022. So, um, very excited. For yeah, that. it's going to be a good draft this year. Definitely, I'm looking forward to it. So keep on, keep on uh, losing, James. Since I'm your <laughs> first round pick. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. For God's sake. Oh, so, it gets worse. It, it it does. It does. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could always. I, I keep prodding him to see if he'll sell Barkley. What on earth did he? What did you get? What did you give? You give him for that? It was a bit of a bundle deal, I think. Um, oh, I in, don't like in, the sound of that. In hindsight, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I was probably. I was probably being a bit mean. Uh, but oh. he, he accepted it. I think I gave. Yeah. What did I give him? I gave him a second round, and the, I gave him a second round. Uh, it was in G. Harris's backup at the time, and Jarvis Landry, for oh God, I just want to die for the first. I think <laughs> so. It was it was a package, but no, yeah, yeah, know. fair at the time. Given it James, was well, you know, given James as a G, and to uh, be fair, Harris, James has G. He's got yeah. Swift. He's got Barkley. He does. Um, he was sitting with. He, Obviously, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr's been playing well. James's team at the start of this year, I I thought was, was definitely a yeah, top five, I top four team. Uh, he's just been, as I say, just really unlucky that it's not quite worked out that way with injuries and with Swift not playing. Um, obviously, Dak being out and that yeah, on by, you know. So, so at the time, the first rounder was projected to be a lot lower, but you you just can't you can't quite tell. All it takes is a couple of injuries and you're out. I'm so lucky that I've got enough running backs left. Like after Hall went down, Hall had become you know quite crucial. So, and obviously with you, you've you've lost Javante. Who's, yeah, don't talk to me about running backs. I know, it, it, but it's it's it, it is such a weird way the game is now. Like yeah. running back injuries this year have been horrendous. I'm, yeah, I must. Admit, I think. I think going forward, seeing this year, I think it's not that it's going to change my draft strategy, but I think whereas before, usually out of the top five picks, I want three RBs. I think that probably changes slightly now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I went very. I almost went zero RB this year, really. In yeah. Our, in our redraft, and it's worked out quite well. But it's and daft as it sounds, the RB that I drafted highest. But he tore his ACL, so it's you know <laughs> no. But ev- everybody else that I've got, who you know, I think Cup was my first. I've got Cup and Kelsey, and uh, you know Christian Kirk was drafted fairly late, but he's doing well. Amari Cooper's obviously doing really well, so I've got a lot of heavy hitters in that sense. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson as well, who's who has good weeks, not as many as he was having at the start of the season, but the RB strategy wasn't there. But now I'm scrambling around trying to make trades for an RB that won't you know get blown over every five minutes Antonio Antonio Gibson is my holdout from the draft which is just utterly disgraceful but in spite of that there is enough gas at the wide receiver position that I've done pretty well so it's yeah crazy it just feels like that's the way it'll go I think Mahomes is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on because Kelsey's probably he's got a season or two left but after Kelsey goes it will be really interesting to see where Kansas City go with their offense because it makes the, yeah I was thinking about that the other day because someone I mean someone's gonna have to step up obviously they they didn't give up at, like Lords but they obviously gave up a few picks for Kadarius Tony so they obviously think he can perform and then obviously Sky Moore they drafted with a first rounder so they they obviously they like they, they obviously think they have a few pieces already but someone's gonna have to step up or they're gonna have to make a trade I would imagine yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they, yeah, Kelsey is their their outlet. Um, yeah. I mean, one could hope that Kelsey's going to play 
that you know Hawkinson will play the role that Kelsey plays just in the Vikings offense potentially. So Hawkinson's gonna go up in value, I imagine, Massive. as Kelsey gets older. So yeah, it'll be a weird one to look at as as time goes by. Um, but it does seem to be you know your key guys like Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup, um, Jamar Chase to an extent. I think the fact that Burrow does pass it around a lot impacts his value a little bit. Uh, but Justin Jefferson, you've got these guys who are just the go-to wide receivers, mm-hmm. very rarely injured, very rarely in a position to be injured like a running back would be. Uh, so, yeah, your running back position is devalued based on a risk assessment more than anything, I suppose. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So, yeah, very good. Well, thank you for joining us ever, Jack. It's been a, it's been a good old catch-up. And next week, somehow, we're in the double digits of the weeks. Oh. Uh, so we'll be reviewing week ten. We're so close to playoffs already. It's, I don't want it to. I don't want it to be over. To be honest, yeah, it's been, it's been a very good season so far. It has. It's been. It's been much more exciting than I expected in the sense that next to nothing has gone to plan. It's been, <laughs> it's been absolutely chaos. mental. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been a good one. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll watch the next slate of games. Probably either come back laughing or crying, and we will see you as ever next time.